Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is Wacky Wednesday, and welcome to it. It's ZFM Sport on the home front today. The hunt is on for Zimbabwe Sevens rugby team, the Cheetahs, as they are one of 12 nations that will compete in the World Rugby Sevens Challenger Series in Chile, where the tournament winners will secure the highly coveted core status on the HSBC World Rugby Sevens Series in 2023. And here to build up the hype is the favorite, your favorite sports team, Mike Madonna, Chris Meadzi. Our producer Sean Tafirinika and my name is Barry Menandi. In international sports news, where world number one Scotty Scheffler believes he is still not truly recognized as the player who is on top of the world rankings, but maintains his sole focus is to play good golf as he is among the group of favorites tipped to win the 150th Open, which tees off at St. Andrews tomorrow. In around the world in 60, we have updates from South Africa, Australia, and England. In the beautiful game, Zambia and Senegal enter and charted territory tonight when they clash in the quarterfinals of the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Casablanca, Morocco. At the Women's Euros, Germany coach Martina Voss-Tecklenburg has no intentions of letting a side ease up after another impressive display so then beat Spain 2-0 to secure a quarterfinal place as Group B winners. And in transfer updates from Europe, Barcelona have announced they have reached an agreement in principle to sign Rafinha, Provided the Leeds United winger passes a medical. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. All right, get in touch, 0731-168-045. Some major moves happening in the world of football. We're talking about that in the second half of the show, which is the beautiful game. 0731-168-045. Rafinha on the move. Khalidou Koulibaly on the move. Your thoughts on those movements happening. Uh, but front end, we're talking rugby, where the hunt is on for the Zimbabwe Sevens rugby team. The Cheetahs, as they are one of the 12 nations that will compete in the World Rugby Sevens Challenger Series in in Chile, where the tournament winners will secure a highly coveted score status on the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series in 2023. The competition format replicates the Olympic Games, which sees the 12 teams drawn into three pools of four teams each. Uh, the, two, the top two from each pool, along with the two best third-place teams, will qualify for the quarterfinals uh, before the semifinals and the final will decide the winners who will go gain the ultimate prize of promotion to the HSBC. 
HSBC World Rugby Sevens Series. We caught up with rugby commentator and analyst Tinasha Shamu, who says the Cheetahs have a good chance of attaining court status. Well, I'm definitely not betting against them making it. Um, I think I'm looking across the pools. I'm looking at the pools where any of those teams can qualify for this um, uh, for core status in Chile. Um, specifically for our cheetahs, they've got Jamaica, Tonga, Hong Kong. These are teams they've played against. These are teams they've beaten. But these are also teams that they've beaten them. So it, it makes it right open. But I'm pretty confident in cheetahs' chances. I like what they've done in the past couple of months. Um, working with a predominantly local group of boys, um, which proved to be very resilient. Um, obviously, they lost in, um, to the Spartans in their local tournament, uh, which means they couldn't win that uh, that that tournament. Uh, they then uh, went into Uganda and uh, managed, after losing the first game, managed to still get into the final for that game. So, um, look, this team is spirited. They're gutsy, they've got um, some talent, they've got some good backing, they've put a lot of work in. So you just hope that they can go far. And I'll be pretty disappointed if they don't get far in this competition. Let alone, I wouldn't definitely be surprised if they win it, because I think they can. And I just hope that they will, coming into this tournament. Z. Uh, Tinasha Shamu is cutting a very, very positive figure uh, in his analysis. Do you share his optimism? Well, uh, I have to, Barry. If I take a look at the uh, world rankings uh, when it comes uh, to uh, sevens, uh, the Cheetahs are currently ranked number 19 in the world. And you take a look at the groups. I'm sure you're going to rattle them off yeah. uh, just in a minute. In just a minute, let yeah. our, 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 our listeners in on what the groups look like. But there is just one nation in the entire tournament that is ranked ahead of Zimbabwe. And that is the Kingdom of Tonga. They are ranked ahead of Zimbabwe. Mm. Uh, and I think you also got Chile uh, that is ranked ahead of Zimbabwe. So two nations ranked yeah. ahead of Zimbabwe in the entire tournament. There are two nations that are going to qualify uh, for this ticket. So it is well within Zimbabwe's reach to actually have ambitions and designs on being one of those two nations because the two nations that are ranked ahead of Zimbabwe are actually just ranked one and two places mm. ahead of Zimbabwe. So it's very tight yeah. as far as the world rankings are concerned. So Chile and Tonga are the nations that we have to keep an eye out for and we have to just simply put our best foot forward, Barry as far as our group is concerned. I mean, uh, we started off with um, uh, a slightly challenging group yeah. uh, because uh, we are in a group that's got Hong Kong, uh, Tonga, uh, Jamaica and Zimbabwe. So we have to beat Jamaica. And then Tonga, we have to try and do something against them. Uh, and uh, the good thing is that um, if we play them at that stage of the tournament, uh, perhaps it's a good thing for us because uh, we may go different routes all the way to the end mm. and then only get to play them as one of the top two nations who would have guaranteed qualification but the banana peel Barry yeah. in this group is Hong Kong Hong because when yeah. you take a look at the world rankings uh, Hong Kong are not ranked too far behind us they're actually just two places behind us in number 21 whilst the cheaters are ranked number 19 so uh, Tinashe Shamu not exactly too listen he's not within the bounds or the realms of uh, logic to suggest that the cheaters should be confident that they can attain core status. So if we play according to our rankings, we should be able to uh, see us at least go deep in this tournament and uh, uh, the best case scenario, of course, uh, go on and get into that final. Ultimately, may perhaps even win it outright. Let me just run through the groups uh, and indeed uh, the teams that are playing in this tournament. As we said, there are three groups of four. Uh, there are 12 teams participating. Pool A uh, has...
as Chile, which you heard uh, Mike talking about earlier, South Korea, Papua New Guinea and Georgia. And then in Pool B, you have Hong Kong, Tonga, Jamaica and Zimbabwe. Pool C consists of Germany, Uruguay, Uganda and Lithuania. Uh, Chris, yeah. Rankings mean a lot, uh, but there has been a lot of improvement by uh, teams such as your uh, Georgias who have come up, uh, come along uh, in leaps and bounds, albeit that they might be ranked lower than us. Uh, if we meet them at any stage in the tournament, uh, in the knockout stages, mm. we'll need to be cautious of nations like that. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that is very distinctive across world sports and especially rugby is that there is very consistent development that is being done right from the grassroots coming up into the these teams as well, the senior national teams. And that's what we're going to be seeing right across these tournaments is these are the sides that, you know, are supposed to be getting this berth into um, the the full series. So Mm. when you take a look at those teams, these are the, the kind of Almost the cream type of team. So we're going to need... The cream of the others. The cream of the others. So we're going to need to be very careful. We're still going to have to play our very best rugby because in as much as, yes, we're improving, yes, we're playing good game, um, yes, there's improvements at Zim Rugby, we need to continuously develop. And the other nations don't stand still either. Yeah, indeed. And uh, talking about development, uh, the uh, World Rugby Sevens Challenger Series was launched in February 2020 to boost Rugby Sevens development across the globe. And that's why we've got uh, the smattering of nations that are participating and this will be taking place of course as we keep continue to say in Santiago Chile uh, from the 12th to the 14th of August uh, this year and uh, yeah my <laughs> as, as long as there is no Namibia we should go all the way <laughs> Oh, clearly. They're still paying. They're still paying. That's a Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and there's a men's and women's uh, competition in uh, this uh, World Rugby Sevens uh, Challenger Series. I'll just run through the three pools for the women's side uh, very quickly. In Pool D, South Africa, China, Kenya, and Chile. Pool E, Poland, Belgium, Papua New Guinea, and Argentina. And then Pool F, Japan, Kazakhstan, uh, Colombia, and Mexico. Mike, the the HSBC 7 series, which is ultimately the, the prize that comes out of this, is number one, very lucrative. You then play with the top teams. And once you're on the series and on the circuit, the boost for 7s rugby in Zimbabwe will be felt uh, right down to the lower reaches, surely. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Barry. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the pinnacle. Uh, that's sort of like the equivalent of you playing in the Champions League yeah. uh, in terms of football. So you're rubbing shoulders with the best and it's good exposure for our players uh, good to have them play in those tournaments uh, because I think that's how you improve as a nation it's uh, not necessarily the easiest of tournaments because you're playing against Fiji the best sevens uh, side in the world right yeah. now you're playing against the Bliss Pocky you're playing against uh, the All Black Seven side you're mm-hmm. playing against the Australian side Samoa as well mm-hmm. you know very tough tests uh, the likes of Argentina have come along in leaps and bounds those nations are growing but the growth trajectory for the likes of Argentina really started in sevens rugby when they started you know what uh, uh, seeing that you know what we actually can play dynamic expansive rugby if you go back to the puma side that you and i grew up on barry uh, in the 90s they were known for their scrummaging yes argentina was actually the best scrummaging side in world rugby even before they became one of the best sides uh, in the world so they were known for the physicality but what the sevens game did to them was that it actually exposed to them that listen hang on you know what we've got this approach to rugby and yet we've got this talent that's mm. playing sevens rugby why don't we just mush up the two mm. and come up with something and they began to add players and then even if you go to sides like the all blacks yeah. rd Severa yeah is a product of sevens, of sevens rugby yeah. that's where he mm. cut his teeth yeah playing 
for the All Black Seven side. So there is potential for these tournaments uh, to bring forth some rough diamonds that just need to be polished and then transitioned to the 15 side. It's it's hard not to to draw parallels, Chris, with uh, uh, the 15s and the sevens, uh, certainly in, in from a Zimbabwe rugby perspective, because there is. A, a direct parallel. We saw our 15 side uh, uh, come short uh, recently uh, mm-hmm. and they used a strategy of bringing in the best uh, and the brightest from all over the world. Yeah. The 7 side has gone a different route and almost the, the, the entire team is made up of locals. So <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting how this all plays out. Yeah, very interesting. I think what's especially interesting is that some of those 15s players that you, you mentioned play for the 7s as well. So there's a lot of cross-pollination. Yeah. There's a lot of play- players who have played together at that level as well. They were playing together in France. They're going to come and also play together um, in the Seven Series. So it's there's a lot of cross-pollination, yes, but I don't think we should necessarily um, be dejected or question the strategy because I think sometimes we have to try things in a certain direction and some might actually say, you know what, it didn't work out in France that we brought in so many different players, but for the Sevens, we've decided to do a different strategy. Let's see how it works out. Yeah, we haven't picked up the meat off the, those bones with their 15s because in truth, uh, Cape Town begins to look a bit like a Logarisic strategy uh, when you see what <laughs> then came out of it because we trialed a lot of players in Cape Town. But anyway, I digress. We're talking the Sevens Series. It's happening in Chile. It's a World Rugby Sevens Challenger Series and we'll be participating in a Pool B along with Hong Kong, Tonga uh, and Jamaica World Zimbabwe. It starts on the 12th of August and runs through uh, to the 14th and all the best to our beloved cheaters. Let's give you a local Sports News Roundup starting with netball. We'll talk about rugby and then we'll talk some football. Hi, I'm JC Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. We'll start off with some netball news where Zimbabwe senior netball team captain Felistas Kwangwa says it's time time is not on their side as they prepare for the upcoming netball World Cup qualifiers due to take place next month in Pretoria. Kwangwa is back home after an exciting season with her English side Surrey Storm. In the Netball Super League she has joined camp together with South Africa-based Yokai Chamba with the all 19 players now in camp. The technical team will be looking at stepping up their training program for the next few weeks. We'll get over to some rugby news where Zimbabwe have been paid the price, have paid the price for their loss to lowly Algeria in the Rugby Africa third place playoff as they dropped down five places from 27th to 32nd in the World Rugby Rankings. Algeria, on the other hand, have gone up eight places to 74th in the world from position 82. Finish off with some football news. Zimbabwe has officially been disqualified from the 2022 African Nations Championship. That's Chan. The country was scheduled to take to play Malawi in the first round of qualifiers next week, but after failing to meet CAF's conditions the Warriors have been barred from taking part in the competition. This is the third time in two months that the country has been disqualified from an international competition due to the FIFA ban. Mike we're not getting any news in terms of progress um, on a footballing side but there continue to be repercussions including the fact that we cannot participate in these tournaments which is obviously hampering for our national side. I shall not speak. Because Takazu Taura, guys, until we do what FIFA wants, wants us, us to, to do, yeah. they will not lift the ban and we'll continue to suffer the consequences. And we can try and pull this move and pull that move, but until we comply with what FIFA said that we must do, they simply won't lift the ban. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. Bring them. Okay. Turn it up! We're 
Turning up the beats. I just need your hit music station. Let's go. For hit music, it's Z. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. We're talking golf in our international sports news uh, today. Now, world number one Scotty Scheffler believes he is still not truly recognised as the player who is top of the world rankings, uh, but maintains his sole focus is to play good golf as he is among the group of favourites tipped to win the 150th Open, which tees off at the old course at St Andrews tomorrow. Uh, Scheffler enjoyed a rapid rise to the top of the men's game after winning four times in six starts earlier in the season, and this included a breakthrough major at the Masters uh, where, uh, jumped up, where, where he jumped above John Rum into world number one spot. Let's hear from him ahead of the Open. I kind of enjoy the style of golf. It's, it's definitely different than what I'm used to, but with how firm everything is, you have to have such good control of your ball, and I feel like that's a, a skill of mine is being able to hit all different kinds of shots. Um, and I really kind of appreciate what you have to do out here, and whether that's you know, running a ball 40 yards up to a green or trying to hit one as high as I've ever hit in my life. Um, just doing all different kinds of stuff, I think, is is more enjoyable for me when I get back to the States sometimes, you know, especially after last year. Um, I was kind of, I kind of missed playing over here. And so to be back is, is really fun and special. And I'm looking forward to doing it in competition this week. See. Mike, this type of golf, as Scotty Scheffler says, Lynx golf, is very, very special, very, very unique, and you have to be on your game uh, to make any sort of inroads. Yeah, absolutely, Barry. Uh, I think uh, Lynx Golf uh, is unique in that you're not just uh, battling the course, but uh, more importantly, you're battling the elements. Yeah. Uh, wide open spaces, and sometimes it's deceptive because yep. you think, you know what, I could just smack it a long way, uh, but the wind comes into play, mm-hmm. so it'll challenge your control, uh, it'll challenge your reach reading of distance and uh, what uh, clubs you're going to be using, the approach that you're going to be using off the tee. It's not always uh, the course, uh, especially St. Andrews, where you're whipping out uh, the big driver uh, to tee off. You know, there are times where we have seen the likes of Tiger Woods uh, go with irons throughout, Rory McIlroy as well. You know, uh, DJ, I think uh, famously as well has taken that approach because it's all about control. I think accuracy more than distance is important whenever you're playing Lynx Golf. So he's world number one right now, but if you ever wanted to win the respect of golf fans, your fellow pros and pundits, show them why you're world number one by conquering one of the most iconic courses in the world, world, but also some of the most brutal conditions that you're ever going to play in. And uh, ultimately, if Scotty Scheffler can win it, uh, Chris, be called the champion golfer of the year, Mm. which is what they call you when you've won (laughs) uh, the Open. And and Mike is so right that, yes, we don't put respect on his name. Let's let's be fair. Um, He is world number one. Uh, But when you win the Open at St. Andrews, the 
the iconography around your name changes. <laughs> it does. And then when we list your other achievements, I think especially for Scotty Scheffler in 2022, he actually started the year outside the world's num- uh, the world's top 10, mm. right? Surged up the rankings, made in PGA Tour win in 2022 as well. WM Phoenix Open, plenty titles, Arnold Palmer Invitational, the WGC Dell as well. So Augusta... Um, He's he's done a lot, but I think there's just certain, like you said, crowning moments that when we then make that list, when we add this one, or when this one is being talked about, I think it almost adds a, a bit more, not a bit more, a lot more gravitas yeah. to to his name as Scottish. Uh, it certainly does, but there are other names that are obviously must come into it, Mike. Um, and and before we talk of Tiger, we'll talk about it momentarily. Uh, other than Tiger, there are lots of names that you can mention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth this okay. time. Uh, I think. Uh, he has shown in the lead up to this tournament he's got a bit of form uh, and of course uh, he has won in the United Kingdom as well remember you won the 2017 Open uh, at Royal Birkdale uh, finished the top uh, 10 in a half of his 8 starts uh, on the continent so uh, he invariably does play well uh, and I'm just taking a look and considering the form that he has shown and how he played I think at the uh, Scottish Open where incidentally uh, Scheffler missed the cut Yeah. Uh, yeah. so uh, when Scheffler talks about Listen, people are not talking about me. Maybe it's because you know what? You're not <laughs> showing. <laughs> you you world number one, but you're missing the cut just before you get into the tournament. So Jordan Speed for me is one, uh, and then uh, I've got to have to go with, of course, uh, one of Chris's favorites, no. uh, John Rum. Oh. Uh, and uh, so what will Chris say now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's another one again who has shown steady progress. Uh, you know, he didn't exactly take to the British conditions. Uh, like a duck to water but he has shown steady progress uh, as evidenced by two victories at the Irish Open Uh, and so Ram for me uh, I think the improvement that he has shown uh, the big uh, sort of like game temperament he has shown in yeah. crunch moments, uh, crunch holes. Uh, for me, I have to say he's up there with Jordan Spieth as my two guys together with Tiger Woods that I'll be backing. Okay, um, Chris, give me a name. Uh, John Rahm. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go defending champion, actually. Um, Colin Morikawa. Um, I think... Not bad. Yeah, he's... I think this, first of all, he's a defending champion, obviously. So this is a course where he does well. This is an open where he's already excelled. So I think there's a degree of confidence that he's going to have coming into this. But also he had four rounds in the 60s and a total of 15 under, which was a record for 15 opens at this course. Mm. So I think just in terms of mastering that course, he's got it. But I'm also going to throw in another name here, probably... um, the young buck of the series and that's Will Zalatoris um, he's had a hat trick of second place finishes from the three other majors so I think he's coming into his own and he could pop up I think for me Will Zalatoris definitely dark horse that's a, that's a very interesting choice and also adds uh, another name to those that are of a betting persuasion uh, they can put on their card but we've got to talk about Tiger now, Tiger Woods, he's shut down speculation that he plans to retire from golf at the 150th Open, although admittedly it may be the last time he features competitively at St. Andrews. Who, me? Retire? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not, 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 not retiring. Um, am I not playing a full schedule? Yes. Uh, that's, I, I've told you guys that many times. Um, I'm, that's just my, my reality. It, I, I don't like it, but I just have to accept it. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as retiring, and no. Um, 
but you know this may be you know my my last chance to I'll be playing at St Andrews with a chance to compete at the highest level um, if it comes around and what five, six, seven, eight years time? What well, whatever the time frame is, who knows if uh, you know I'll to I will be playing the game of golf at this level. I don't know. Um, so I, yeah, I I appreciate every every single moment, especially coming back here. Z, Mike, tell me why he's on your list. He's on my list for sentimental reasons, uh, <laughs> uh, and also because he's got the game yeah. uh, for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that uh, a Tiger will be competitive. Uh, whether he can go on and win uh, is another thing uh, completely. But I just love the buzz that uh, Tiger Woods uh, brings to any tournament that he plays in. Uh, the media attention, uh, the galleries that follow Tiger Woods around. I mean, I was watching him practice on Tuesday, uh, and already the galleries were starting to form. Yeah. Uh, you know, people watching him practice. Yeah. Uh, it was like uh, you know bigger galleries than we get at the Zim Open yeah. uh, at, at Royal Harare <laughs> with all due respect so you know he's got thousands of people who watch him practice uh, and there'll be tens of thousands of people that are going to be following Tiger Woods around uh, St. Andrews and, and for him it's almost a farewell because uh, this uh, particular uh, course only swings around every sort of like seven, eight years like mm, you mentioned yeah. there uh, and in eight years will Tiger Woods still be playing the game? At the top level. I don't I think so, not say. at the top level so this is almost a farewell tour tour so it's not really about him winning mm. but it's just about him i think putting in some good figures some good numbers uh on day one day two getting into the weekend and just enjoying the occasion and let's see of course where uh saturday takes in us. your view is it better for tiger to, to 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 lead from the front or come from behind uh, no to lead from the front uh, he's so intimidating. Once Tiger Woods yeah. gets a great start, mm. and he's sort of like in your top two, top three, uh, he's only maybe one or two shots off the pace. We know uh, they call it moving Saturday. Yes. Uh, when Tiger Woods is within striking range, and then he goes on the prowl on a Saturday, he's nigh on impossible to stop. Mm. Uh, so for for me, he's he, he's very confident when he starts well. Yeah. Uh, but whenever he has started off poorly in recent times, he just hasn't had that kick that he used to have 10, 15 years ago, where we knew Tiger Woods would mount to come back so now he's got he's got to be on top father time has caught up um as well as injuries mm. uh, so it's a it's a tough one to back and yet we'll still back him we'll still back him and like mike said for sentimental reasons i think tiger i think just as an athlete grew beyond the game and i think for for people who have you know this, this skin the same color as ours it's someone you can look at and in a sport where he's not expected to do well he absolutely excelled he dominated consistently for a long period of time so for you know sentimental reasons we're definitely mm, still going to 100% is at the old course at St Andrews and so should make for very interesting viewing over the next four days it is the open and we'll know who the champion golfer for the year is we've given you a few names Pick one. Hi, my name's Ryan Kens, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We'll kick off in South Africa where Springboks head coach Jacques Nienaber has made 11 changes for the deciding test against Wales on Saturday. The head coach reverts largely back to the starting 15 that opened the tour against Wales in the first test, having made 14 changes ahead of the te- second test in Bloemfontein. Theo Khaleesi returns to lead the box from the back row with fellow forwards Eben Etzebeth and Bongi Bonambi 
set to achieve milestones. Locke Itabeth will earn his 100th test cap and front row forward Bonambi his 50th. In news from Australia, D- Daniel Ricciardo has ruled out leaving McLaren before the end of next season. Despite speculation, he could be replaced or walk away. Ricciardo joined McLaren from Renault, now Alpine, last year with seven wins under his belt and a reputation as one of the sport's biggest characters. The Australian has, however, struggled to find consistency as he's being outperformed by his teammate, Lando Norris. Mike, when you're just taking a look at Daniel Ricciardo's career, lots of promise, lots of potential, but he hasn't exactly lived up to it. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, he has underachieved, and I think leaving Red Bull uh, was never the right move for me, but uh, Red Bull also felt that he was never the right driver for them. Yeah. Uh, they were a bit more ambitious. Uh, they wanted, uh, you know, drivers that could be there, thereabouts uh, in the title shake-up. Uh, I'm not sure they've achieved uh, mm. that because uh, you take a look at uh, the guys who are driving there right now. In Max Verstappen, they have a champion. Yeah. But if you take a look at his co-driver, uh, Checo, lovable guy, but is he a guy who's going to win a championship? I don't think so. So they basically replaced one Second rate like driver like. with another one. <laughs> no, it, it reminds me of Rubens nice. Barrichello and, yes, yeah. and, and, and Michael Schumacher. Rubino. You know, Rubino was, was a good driver, but he was never going to win a championship. Yeah, I know he was. Well, let's touch down in England where Olympic great Mo Farah expressed relief after receiving fulsome backing from the UK government despite his admission that he was illegally trafficked into Britain as a child. The revelation in a new BBC documentary could have raised questions about Farah's UK citizenship, but the Interior Ministry said it was taking no action. A spokesperson for the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said he's a sporting hero. He's an inspiration to people across the country. Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timelines. You don't want to miss it. Take a picture of me. See it. Share it. Touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Sanxi, we haven't heard from you in a while. Good evening to you. And uh, you say, hey guys, I'm a bit worried about uh, us underestimating Jamaica in our group. Those lads do pack some good set of heels. They do take off quite well. Also, Georgia and Uruguay could be challenging later on too. Jamaica? Jamaica's yeah. interesting. Uh, uh, admittedly, Flint, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't followed their progress. But uh, I just don't think, uh, having watched us play them, I think when mm. we, uh, at the World Cup, I think it was in San Francisco. We, we just looked like uh, we had a bit we're too superior, much yeah. uh, for them. But you never know sort of like what progress uh, they've been making in the Americas and the Caribbean over the last three or four years. Sure. But I, 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 they don't have the pedigree. Yeah, yeah. They, they'll have the athleticism, no doubt. I look, in truth, I can see us coming out of that group. I, I, I can't see us not coming out of that. Uh, but Hong Kong, Tonga, one of those games we've got to do the business in. Uh, and then we're, 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 we're through or else we're going to finish Shakers if Sanxi is to be believed. Hi guys, uh, Manchester United fans, let's not be too excited about the pre-season results. They count for nothing. GGMU, well that's being said and done, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's Master Bex in Skip.
guys a man united fan who say hang on guys I, I haven't to be honest I've seen a lot of caution being thrown out oh don't get too happy but I haven't seen a lot of fans actually saying oh this counts for a lot or this means this that and the next thing I think Manchester United fans after the string of coaches of managers that we've gone through I think everyone right now is just cautious are we happy about the win yes do we like how we were playing potentially but is there something bigger in the grander scheme that Manchester United fans are expecting? I don't think so. Uh, when it comes to Sevens Rugby, and Namibia and Dimainini to Zimbabwe. So guys, uh, uh, taking a, a, a dig at Namibia there. Uh, the Namibians won't mind. They'll say, hey, we're yeah. going to the World Cup next year, guys. Anzi, does the FIFA ban mean our clubs will not participate in club continental competitions as well as the African Super League? Easy answer is yes. The we easy answer is yeah. yes. We will not. So, yeah. Uh, so Banda have got a lot of work to do to try and get us off the sanctions or the uh, suspension list and, and get back into the family of nations. Well, let's talk about that uh, pre-season game between uh, Manchester United and Liverpool. Of course, uh, United winning 4-0 uh, in the Far East. Uh, but there was uh, a Zimbabwean player who featured at least a, a player of Zimbabwean origin. Let's not yes, be quick yeah. to call him a Zimbabwean player yet. Uh, because <laughs> He's we, we love to claim them. Uh, Captain John Kambarami in Glenora says... Uh, Good evening, guys. How good is Isaac Mabaya? Barry, you caught glimpses of the young man playing at the heart of Liverpool's defence? Uh, did indeed. Uh, he, he was played on the, as, a, as, a, as a right back uh, and I think that he's got enough there. I saw enough for him mm. to, to uh, ra- be rated as a quality player. Uh, he's a quality player. He's been developed well. Uh, born in England, of course, uh, to Zimbabwean parents. Uh, the hope is that if we get back into the family of nations in the football family, uh, we can uh, dart across maybe you and I and, uh, and, and have, <laughs> a chin, have a chin work with him, you know. And uh, listen, we'll pick up marvelous out in the Midlands and yes. uh, head up to the northwest Absolutely. and say, listen, you're gonna give it a, a go for Zimbabwe. A go with Benjani. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, Benjani will be fighting for his job. Yeah. Oh, hi there. <laughs> hi there, Barry. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe football remains a disappointment so long as we still have selfish administrators. That's Tawona from Fidelity. Is uh, Fidelity a place or is uh, Fidelity uh, Towers? I thought Fidelity Printers. Fidelity Fidelity Printers. That could be even more exciting. Get some gold, brother. What them gold coins? You shouldn't be texting, buddy. You should be keeping your eye on the gold. (laughs) Selfish administrators, I would say yes, uh, on the basis that I don't think there's there's, uh, the requirement amount of commitment uh, that would move our, our move the needle um, so we need to see that once we see that I think we'll be in the right direction uh, Anzi it's happening at Chelsea took a building the team nobody wants to play with happy with the acquisitions so far this is Ozzy Mochele he's happy uh, Raheem Sterling through the door yeah. uh, they've now uh, Koulibaly, Koulibaly is on his way in mm. fact uh, I saw footage of him uh, leaving his apartment uh, and heading out uh, to catch a plane uh, should be in London tonight medicals tomorrow it's a bit stalkerish Mike yeah that's it well it's, everything <laughs> is out on social media now Barry <laughs> if you've got so much as profile I mean, you can't do anything you can't even fart you know and uh, people will know to listen. Wow. He, he, he let one loose there <laughs> yeah. he let one loose there <laughs> right um, 
okay, someone wants to talk Mo Farah here. And if Mo Farah was a Zimbo, I'm sure he would have been sent home with his medals after those revelations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Boris Johnson doesn't want to 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 hack off any other uh, any more people. Uh, but also bear in mind, he came in as a minor and he was trafficked. So yeah. it wasn't yeah, yeah. of his wasn't own his doing. It wasn't his yeah. a, a crime, you yeah. know. And the, and the, mm, and got to support my chevrons tomorrow, but got to support in a moyo because kuno gona mgoitika zwakaitika muna 2018. Are you fearful of this game? It's against the United States, Chris, and yeah. um, the United States are no pushovers. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have to play well. And there's the news that's come through now that uh, one of our frontline bowlers, Tendai Chatara, uh, yeah. is out of the tournament. He's been ruled out. So that's one less uh, arrow uh, in Dave Houghton's quiver. Uh, this game, yeah, we're going to have to play well to win. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to play well. And we can't we can't flounder. We can't do what we did in the last game where we don't put up decent scores. We, we can't have a batting collapse. I think we have to... In as much as yes, we will be able to get out of the group. We're in the semis. Everything is fantastic. But I think we still need to play our best games. I think the Chevrons do well. And then there's a bit of a, a relaxation almost, a mm. bit of a slump. And so I think maybe it's a good thing the slump came against a team that we're still able to deliver against. Against the US, we may not have that chance. Yeah, a substandard score, Barry. Uh, anything below par, we lose. We lose. And it's it's the repercussions of losing that uh, I think we'll all be fearful of. Because we'll finish second in the group, meaning we're likely to pay the net. Netherlands and the Netherlands will be the tougher route uh, to the final. So, um, listen, I'm, I wouldn't. It, it'll be 50-50 if we play the Netherlands in the semi-final. So, it's it's, it's a tough one. Uh, hi, this is Pasio. Says hi, guys. Good show. Keep it up. So he's enjoying that show. Uh, just a couple more messages I'm going to read here before we get into the beautiful game. Uh, and this one is from Sculptor Colin. It says hi, guys. Fair enough. I, I thank you, uh, the team on rugby coverage. ZRU, thumbs up to them as well. Seven's outfit needs to. Get Give us more good times like recently. Um, rooting for Bruce Kopka, uh, I think uh, Bruce Kepka, mm. uh, and Collins Morikawa. Happy that Lewis Hamilton has regained his steam. Has he regained his steam? Uh. No, his car is just more stable. Maybe in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not on the racetrack. No, I don't think he's regained his steam. I think he's also come out and said they've stopped kind of tinkering with his car as much as they were before. So he's able to get a bit more out of it. Right. Uh, Last message is from Simba uh, in Mount Pleasant. And I I, I have to read it because man has sent like 20 messages. Uh, You know, uh, he wanted it read. So we've got to read it. And why did Man City sell Sterling to Chelsea? That's a bad deal, although it's good for Chelsea. If Chelsea go on to get Janabri and Kimpembe, as reported, they're going to be some force to be reckoned with. Uh, so Simba reckons it was a bad deal for Man City. Uh, I think it's just the natural evolution of Man City. They brought in Alvarez, they have brought yeah. in uh, Holland, mm-hmm. uh, and so they've got uh, decent enough uh, replacements. Um, Sterling, though, served them very well. He served them very well. Seven years of uh, at the very top uh, doing the business uh, when called upon at Man City. So they've got nothing to complain about. They've got the return on their investment, that's for sure. Um, where have they empowered one of their rivals? To an extent, but I think to a lesser extent. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the other teams aren't standing still. Spurs is looking good. Chelsea's looking good. It's good for the league. Okay, so should we be fearful, Chris, of a new style from Pep Guardiola? Because I'm just taking a look at his purchases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Direct, very different yes. to what he's had before. Should we be fearful? Is this from Man City? Yeah, the last five years. Yes. Yeah, the Pep seems to be 
he's cooking up something yeah, yeah. that we have not seen something a bit more dynamic yeah mama kumuziwaka mama kumuziwote what does he like to do and I think that's the mark of a good manager is to be able to say you know what it's time to try something let's different change let's change it let's surprise them let's go into the new season hot your, your hit mu- music station my station your station it's everybody's station Z FM Stereo the big leagues the big teams the big players the beautiful game on ZFM Sport the beating drum the roaring fans take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on ZFM Sport Thanks, Blamunya. You've just uh, told us here as Fidelity is a suburb opposite Granville Cemetery. Uh, next question. Where's Granville Cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> Mbuzi. Mbuzi. Yes. All right, Fidelity. Popularly known as Mbuzi. Uh, Mbuzi. Oh, <laughs> nice one. Uh, thanks How's for that. How's the roundabout one? going? My goodness, that is the toughest. Shonala, that's your neck of the woods. That, that's uh, Sean Tafferini. We're not going to. Well, we're going to post a pin location on Twitter. <laughs> if you ever want to beat up Sean, you know, uh, if you ever. Or, we... or if you're interested in Sean, we're yes. going to put up. A pin on Twitter mm, <laughs> with the pictures. Well, hey, let's talk football. Zambia <laughs> and Senegal nice. enter uncharted territory tonight when they clash in the quarterfinal of the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Casablanca. Neither side has played in a semi final at the competition and neither side has featured in a World Cup. Both prizes will be on offer at the Stad Mohammed V Stadium. Listen, that just about says it all. Chris, neither side have gone this deep at a tournament and they know that just winning this game takes them to the World Cup yeah. and takes them to uncharted territory. Yeah, and I think the surprise package especially is Zambia. I don't think we had them on our list when uh, we, we kind of pointed out the nations that we were looking to go far in this tournament. Zambia's come in. They've been playing decently enough for them to get as far, but I think they're going to need to play their best football against Senegal if they're going to get past it. All right, uh, Zambia, Shipolopolo on the way to the quarterfinals. The Copper Queens were unbeaten in Group B, registering a draw in their opener with Cameroon before consecutive wins against Tunisia and Togo to top the group with seven points. Who are the players that Shipolo Polo can look to, Barry, if they are to qualify for the World Cup? Uh, well, listen, their the, the captain, you, can't, you, don't, you shouldn't look past their captain, uh, Grace Chanda. I mean, listen, with two goals, an assist and a player of the match award. A relative to Mo Chanda? <laughs> <laughs> Mo, are you listening, Mo? <laughs> She one of yours, <laughs> yes. but yeah, the the the, the Shipolo Polo um, captain uh, Grace Chanda. I think uh, you can't look faster. She's contributing in every aspect of the game, and I think uh, she'll be she'll be good value to uh, cause some problems for Senegal. And of course, uh, Senegal a second best uh, to Morocco after finishing Group A on six points. They got something to play for, uh, and perhaps Chris, it might be decided by the brains trust the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, without. Necessarily zoning in on this particular match. The one thing that we have seen at AFCON is that we have a lot of men sitting on the bench of these African teams, and we we just have 
a few more women at the Euros yeah, who yeah. are in charge of the teams at yeah. the Euros. So England, for example, you know, is managed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this after, of course, that uh, terrible experiment with Phil Neville, they've now got a woman in. And this woman <laughs> has come in, a Dutch woman, and she's brought the best oh, yeah. out of the English team. So which puts pay to the argument that men are generally better coaches? Would you have wanted to see just a few more women uh, at uh, the women's African? 100%. And I think just that difference in terms of the number of female coaches that we have at the Euros and then taking a look at what's happening on our continent is just reflective of the difference in terms of the development of the game itself. So where in Europe there's been a lot more development, a lot more investment, a lot more education on the part of the coaches as well and opportunities to earn their badges to coach, then obviously you have the more the more um, female coaches coming into it. I think on the continent we're, we're letting down the women's game a little bit just in terms of the opportunities available, opening it up and just opening up especially for me avenues in terms of education for our coaches. All right, Barry, we've been opening up the game, trying to get more girls to play the game. But like Chris is saying, should we be trying also to train more coaches? We should. Because when it comes to Zimbabwean or football, for example, we only ever talk about maybe just two mm, coaches yeah, that yeah, we yeah, ever yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do we know any of the other coaches? We don't. Are yeah. they there? Maybe. Yeah. But surely we should be getting more and more coaches. It should be the women who are sort of like coaching football they, at the girls' school. They should be leading. And, and, and in truth, we should have a pathway uh, where uh, girls can go directly into coaching. Uh, that, that, yeah. that, that will also uh, short-circuit the process. I don't think we've got the time nor luxury uh, for us to wait for players to finish their careers and then uh, progress them like we've done at Queen G15 or Rosemary Mugadza. Uh, I think we, 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 we need to get coaches that are specialist coaches and train them up in that way as well. All right, in another quarterfinal that will be played tonight, Morocco, boosted by their fanatical home support, will be taking on on Botswana in Rabat. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Let's go to Europe, uh, where at the Women's Euros, Germany coach Martina Voss-Tecklenburg has no intentions of letting her side ease up after another impressive display. So then beat Spain 2-0 to secure a quarterfinal place as Group B winners. And now, Chelsea manager Emma Hayes, who is working as a TV pundit, says Germany deserved their win. The first goal was going to be significant. I think Germany did a great job holding on to their lead mm. for a good 30 plus minutes then got the second goal and I think it was game over. There's a change to this Spanish team and I can't work it out they've, they've been renowned for great wing play we know they don't have an outstanding number nine but they seem to be incredibly narrow. Yes their full backs are taking the width, the depth of the team but their play is so predictable and they're relying on runs from deep, from Bonmati, from Guijaro. The space is not there and I think they're really struggling. Uh, Spain uh, struggling uh, for creativity, uh, struggling in terms of ideas, and uh, Germany not the side of team uh, type of team you want to play, Barry. Uh, when you're having those problems, uh, not this, uh, the sort of team, and, and they're trying to figure out how they can play without their talisman, uh, talisman. <laughs> talisman is fine. <laughs> talisman, uh, Alexia Puteas, uh, who uh, was cruelly robbed best from us. Best player in the world. Best player, the the Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> best player in the world. You're, you're obviously going to miss her. So. It's it's uh, tough 
for them to find a way without her. And I don't think they figured it out completely and, and Germany took advantage. In other results from last night, Denmark kept alive their hopes of reaching the quarterfinals as Peniel Harder's late goal sealed a 1-0 win against Finland. Tonight's action on right now, Group C, Sweden versus Switzerland. And that game is currently goalless at a halftime. And later on tonight, uh, there should be the entertaining affair between Netherlands and uh, Portugal. Just a couple of minutes left until we hit the top of the hour, but enough time for you, of course, to give you a quick update as far as transfers are concerned. Barcelona have announced that they've reached an agreement in principle to sign Rafinha. He is in Catalonia. And of course, if he passes his medical, he will be confirmed as a Barcelona attacker. Chris, at first, he was going to Arsenal. Then Arsenal feared they'd lost him to Chelsea. Now Chelsea has lost him to Barca. <laughs> He's gone to Barca. Um, I think Barca's done some really good business in this transfer window. And I think Rafinha's just one of those key pieces that they've brought in. When you're just taking a look at how they spend, what they spend. I think this uh, total fee is um, over 60 million euros with add-ons. So They tell we- us Barca is broke. Uh, Barca's broke is just a hashtag (laughs) That's just a hashtag No way in reality Right uh, In other news Chelsea have struck a deal With Napoli to sign uh, Centre-back Khalidou Koulibaly Uh, And of course uh, He leaves Napoli For about 40 uh, million euros Barry He's 31 years old now You know Three or four years ago He would have been easily A world record fee But um, I think uh, A good bit of business For both Napoli and Chelsea Yeah Absolutely A good bit of business I mean, they've been they've been pillaged. When you look at losing uh, Antonio Rudiger uh, and gaining Kalidou Koulibaly, mm. uh, at the very least, you're 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 moving laterally. And who's who's the, the better defender for you? I think Koulibaly is a better uh, defender. So, I think so good bit of business for Chelsea. Fantastic business, bit of business uh, for Chelsea in getting Koulibaly and of course getting Raz Raheem Sterling. They've been doing some good business. We'll catch you tomorrow for Alois's uh, uh, thirty-minute show, and then Friday it's time to build up to the weekend for now may god richly bless you that's my story and i'm sticking to it manandi out nice messy it is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet the biggest sports stories chelsea the uefa champions league winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's zfm sport on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Bundled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.